Welcome back to the Georgia 2024 show. We're glad to have you back. We're brought to you by the Georgia Record, georgiarecord.com. I have, before we get started and, and outline the guest, I have a request. Uh, we at the Georgia Record and at CD Media have been really out in front. We're literally the tip of the spear bringing you what is happening in the election integrity space in Georgia, across the nation. We need your support. Uh, we just had a fabulous event out in Chicago uh, where we uh, really laid out the case against government and state power merger uh, at, uh, with United Airlines in particular. We brought you the receipts. We brought you the people who were in the pandemic planning stages, who outlined everything that United did against their employees. We are literally the tip of the spear. I need your support. Please sign up for our newsletter at georgiarecord.com. Please scan the site every day and scan cdm.press every day and get the uh, you know the latest news from around the world early and sign up for our no ad subscriptions. We've been deplatformed off 25 different platforms. We've had our computers burned up with cyber attacks. We've had our bank accounts wiped. We've had death threats. We uh, you know we, we we can't get any ad revenue from the main ad players except for a few of our sites that still have AdSense on it until they kick us off. We need your support uh, basically to help us keep on the air. We currently are having trouble getting one of our domains uh, registered because I think ICANN is blocking it. So our new Colorado paper. So we really need your support financially. So please sign up for our no ad subscription. You get access to our 12 websites across the world from Ukraine to Colorado to Florida to Georgia to the armed forces, everything you need. Uh, Hispanic uh, reach out also on CDM Espanol. We, there's no one like us. You're not going to get anywhere else in Georgia the information you get here. So please sign up for our no ad subscription on any of our sites. Pay us a few bucks a month and get everything we offer with no ads. With that, we have an amazing show today. I've got Chris Gleason coming on first because what's going on in Florida, you need to know about. Richard Jordan will talk about his win in the 6th District as vice chair. Rhonda Thomas will talk about education. And at the end of the interview, we sat down uh, recently with Greg Phillips, and he'll go through exactly what's happening with Connick and DeKalb County is right square in the middle of that. So with that, I'm going to bring on Chris. Thank you for coming on again, sir. I appreciate it. Hey, Todd, how are you? I'm well, man. So my friend, this thing in Florida keeps getting uglier. So tell us what's going on with the election integrity bill in Florida. Okay, so uh, nothing about this bill is about election integrity or, or integrity. Um, I mean, what it is is, well, there there is something about elections. It's election fraud legalization. It's what it is. And uh, it's absolutely ridiculous. This is... Uh, criminal. It's criminal. And it's a total step back. Um, it's a violation of the Florida Constitution. It's a violation of... Um, you know, I'm team different, both uh, federal and Florida laws. I mean, it, it's just absolutely ridiculous. And what it is, is uh, lobbyists for the election fraud industry, uh, like Dominion and ESNS and VR systems, they uh, crafted some legislation to hide um, election fraud. And they did this in collusion with the Florida Supervisors of Elections, Inc. And what they are doing is um, trying to hide all of the data um, and all of the things that we've already caught them on. And it's just uh, I, I, every day as I watch uh, some of these uh, alleged election integrity groups, 
um, try to horse trade over what they're going to stick in this bill uh, or what they're trying to stick in the bill, it just gets worse and worse and worse. Um, so essentially, just for our audience who hasn't seen you on before, there you found evidence of massive blank ballot fraud in Florida, for instance, uh, where up to 20 percent or more of some counties were showing blank ballots registered by the machines, which are adjudicated by software to whoever they wanted. You brought that to the Florida leadership. Nothing was done. And now they're trying to remove the reports that you were able to prove the fraud with from public view going forward in this bill. Is that correct? That is correct. So what we found, so we found it first here in Florida, found it in Lee County, and then we expanded our search into other counties. And ultimately, um, we saw that it was going on in, in various forms throughout the state. We then moved into uh, Maryland, and we found that it was going on there as well. And the uh, reports and the uh, election data that we used to determine to the precinct level where the fraud and the cheat and what was going on, they are now trying to um, remove from existing Florida legislation to hide the evidence of their crimes previously and going forward. And they're like, uh, I'm being told that there's no way that they're going to strike this um, what the, or there's no way that they're going to stop doing what they're doing with this bill. And, you know, what we're seeing is what goes on here is going on in other places. Mm -hmm. So uh, first week of May, uh, Mark Zuckerberg, George Soros, all of the crooked election supervisors from across the country and the election um, technology fraud uh, cartel. They're all meeting in Washington, D.C. at the Spy Museum of all places to discuss how they're going to um, steal this next election. Nice and sense of humor. Yeah, it is. It's a nice sense of humor. <laughs> Ironic. Yeah. Um, so. What, what really needs to happen is every American, you know, they need to get mad. They need to hold their elected officials accountable. And in particular here in Florida, um, we really need to put the pressure on these, uh, these swamp creatures that profess to be about uh, free and fair and, and the gold standard of elections. So... In Florida, we know that the legislation was written by lobbyists for the Florida Supervisors of Elections, Inc., which is funded by Dominion and ESNS. And uh, Cord Bird um, was involved in um, spearheading, uh, getting this legislation rammed through. And they are doing everything that they can to speed this thing through. And, you know, Everybody in Florida, everybody, um, everybody in every state, really, we're we have the right to see the election data and we have the right to see that our vote is accurately counted. And, you know, we've got some real momentum going on here in Florida. Um, Lee County was the first county to uh, Lee County Republican Executive Committee passed a resolution to get rid of. The machines, mm -hmm. followed by Hillsborough County, and then over uh, past couple of days, uh, Seminole County, 
it, uh, passed it. Um, I don't know if Monroe passed it last night, but I know that there's Is a the lot. County, of, the county itself or the GOP? The, or the, the GOP. The GOP, yeah. yeah. So what we really need to do is if they were serious about election integrity with this bill what, and they wanted to get rid of the reports, you know what? I'm okay with them getting rid of the reports if they're getting rid of the machines. Yeah. But if they're not getting rid of the machines, then they 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 really can't get rid of the reports. Is there and, a way to challenge this in court, do you think? I mean, even if it goes to the legislature? Uh, yeah, there is. And uh, we're working on that. We're putting yeah. together a strategy right now. Um, you'll probably be hearing a lot about that in the coming days. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, Marbury versus Madison. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a very key um, Supreme Court case. And, it, and, and essentially what it is, is that the legislature does not have complete and unfettered power to pass unconstitutional laws. Mm -hmm. And that's what they're trying to do in particular here in Florida, because Florida, uh, the right of the people to have a uh, transparent government is enshrined in our state constitution. So what they're trying to do is um, these elected officials, or I should say selected officials, are trying to cram down unconstitutional legislation here in Florida that hides uh, the fact that we do have selections and not elections. So let me ask you a question. You know, there's been a huge narrative to push that DeSantis is where Matt Woke goes to die. Florida is so free. No. Is that just a narrative? Is that just a lie? It's, it's an absolute narrative. Because here's the thing. Whenever you look at Ron DeSantis, okay, he he, he gets these sound bites. And, and he is, he's, he's the Mr. Soundbite. And D sign bite is what uh, that's what he that's what he is. But what it, when you look at it, right, because he's an attorney and mm -hmm. he's not a stupid guy. Mm -hmm. um, he knows that, you know, words mean things. And ultimately, what ends up happening is they 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 create these sound bites, kind of like the social media censorship thing that mm -hmm. they uh uh, said that they passed here in Florida, and it really did not much of anything. It did nothing. And it's like the uh, Health Freedom Act that they're trying to, you know, trying to do in this election integrity thing. Inflation and, Reduction Act. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. So everything that this guy says, you got to, you really got to go and look and check. You got to look and check because ultimately when you dig into the details, and the devil's in the details. And, you know, ultimately, you know, the legislation isn't what he says it is. And it doesn't accomplish what he says it does. And, you know, and that's that's a big problem. And you kind, of, kind of like the issue with Disney, where he said he was going to take out, you know, take out Disney. And all of a sudden there's this loophole where, they, oh, no, really, they have full power still. So yeah. all these lawyers that get paid millions somehow miss that little uh, verbiage in, in the in the process. Oh, they didn't miss it. They left it there. <laughs> they left it there. It's yeah. kind of like, it, it, it's like this election integrity bill, right? And sure. so essentially what they've done is everything that we've caught them on over the past year, like every single challenge that we've done to these people, they're essentially legalizing it all. 
you know, mm-hmm. and and then, then what they do is uh, these people who pretend to be uh, in election integrity, which are really just controlled opposition, they've rubber stamped it and said, this is a great bill. Kind of like that that group, um, the FFE, the Florida Fraudulent Elections Group. I mean, uh, Florida Free Elections Group. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's no way that what they're, you know, uh, they they don't have clean motives. They don't have clean hands. And anybody in the state of Florida or anywhere else for that matter that isn't for getting rid of the machines in their entirety, they're lying to you. And, and they are controlled opposition and yeah. or they've got been bribed or they have a cookie promise to them or something. You know. So we put out an article this week that we... Florida Fair Elections sent out an email to us laying out their priorities to change in the election integrity bill. And it didn't mention this at all about taking the information out that people need to prove the fraud. So we confronted them on that and that we were told, well, it wasn't a priority. Well, of course, um, it's not a priority. You flipping 20 percent of the ballots in one county is not a priority no. for fair no. elections. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So, that, so it makes you ask questions, right? Yeah, and, and and the people who are running that group, they're tied to this other large national group that I believe raised about forty million dollars off of the Cary Lake election. Mm-hmm. Now, what they did with that money, I don't know, mm-hmm. but it seems to be more of a grift and uh, controlled opposition. So, what they do is they suck up money because I know that some of the stuff that we've been working on, we've had a real hard time getting funding for it. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's crazy if you really think about it, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, look at all the stuff that we've done. You know, we exposed the uh, this uh, Act Blue money laundering machine, right? We got the head of uh, Maryland elections to resign. We have uncovered these uh, blank ballots cast, you know, which which had a real impact in the in the twenty twenty two election. In Miami Dade, it did. Yeah, just so our audience knows, you you put out press on that, and they and the blank ballot fraud in Miami went to zero from twenty percent in How one that, cycle. How Hard does that happen? Yeah, you know. So, were- it, so it, it's really crazy. And mm-hmm. now, what's good about these these reports that we were getting? Um, we ended up figuring out a whole bunch of other stuff. We found out that there were whole other avenues. Of, of election fraud, not voter fraud, but election fraud. Because what um, the establishment, okay, what the establishment is saying is, oh, well, we have all this voter fraud. Well, the voter fraud, it's kind of like the war on drugs, right? They go out and, and, and Joe Biden, they passed the Clinton crime bill that Joe Biden authored, right? And what they did is they went around and they locked up the courts right and but they but they left they left the the cartel alone and the cartel in florida is the florida supervisors of elections inc and all of the soes they let them alone because that's where all the big fraud is because they're the one you know them the machines because the machines they're all it's all rigged you know i was i was very fortunate because of the stuff that we have been working on i was invited down to lee county uh, for the the, Ra- the Lincoln Reagan dinner, mm-hmm. and it was great to hear you know the the, uh, the real president who was actually elected, um, who had his election stolen, 
and to hear him talk. And he, you know, he, he was all about talking about how we need to have uh, paper ballots, manual hand count, one day voting, you know, get rid of the vote by mail. I mean, this is what we really need because we don't have, you know, elections here in Florida. We have selections and, and it's, that's not the will of the people. And, you know, there's a real movement going on here in Florida. And I believe that, you know, what we, the people really need to do is tell all of the people in our County and our representatives who are trying to pass this ridiculous election fraud legalization act that unless they were, they put into that legislation that they're removing the machines in their entirety, they need to kill this bill because they have to kill the bill. If you're going to take out the ability for us to get the data to see what's really going on, you know, they have to kill the bill. Yeah. In, Florida, in Florida, we have, we have the voter, uh, voter rights. We have voter rights. And the number one part on the Voter Rights Act, right, is that every Floridian, every Florida voter has the right that their vote will be accurately counted. And today, our votes are not being accurately counted. Yeah. So just for our audience sake, also, all of this has been brought over the last year or more to Cord Bird and the Florida administration of DeSantis about uh, into their election fraud unit, which has arrested about 20 people who voted twice, but has done nothing on this. Correct. That is correct. And, and as a matter of fact, the, um, the fraud, the election fraud, the actual election fraud that we found in Orange County in Laurel Loomer's race, Ashley Moody, Florida's attorney general. Mm hmm exerted illegal undue influence on Laura Loomer and her campaign to shut her up about the election fraud that went on in her race. So this was the second time that Laura had a, a congressional race stolen from her. And when we brought this to Cord Bird, or I didn't, but others, uh, and said, what are you going to do about this? He said, sue me. Am I correct? That is correct. He said, sue me. And when we then tried to take it further, we tried to take that to Governor DeSantis and the chief inspector general who mm -hmm. answers directly to Governor DeSantis. They told us that um, that they were going to uh, first they said they were going to open up an investigation. And then a, a day or two later, what they said was that they were going to refer the investigation of Court Bird to the inspector general who answers to court bird. So <laughs> pretty, I, pretty nice deal. Yeah. So I asked them, I'm like, so let me get this straight. I just want to understand this. So you're going to refer an investigation about malfeasance by court bird and Ashley Moody to the inspector general that answers to court bird. Yeah. And they said, we're going to do and conduct our investigation However, we see fit. Yeah. That doesn't sound like a government of form by the people. Well, Chris, we're out of time. I appreciate it. I want to have you back. Um, there's a lot more to come. This is nowhere near being over. So thank you for coming on. Absolutely. Really thank you. Bye.
So before we move on to our next guest, uh, we've talked about support and how you can support CDM. You can do that also by going to MyPillow.com and using promo code CDM. Mike has up to 80% off right now. Uh, 600 products. Don't go to the big box retailers. You know, I had a, uh, a college uh, child of mine who's graduating. He needs everything. He needs towels, sheets, everything for the new apartment. Get it at MyPillow. Uh, Bed Bath & Beyond I saw was going out of business today, so uh, or at least filed for bankruptcy. And that has a lot to do with people not wanting to buy the stuff made in China and wanting to buy really good American products to support election integrity. So please go to MyPillow.com. I'm sure many of you have a new bride coming or summer wedding, spring wedding. Outfit our house at MyPillow. Don't get the Chinese knockoff stuff that when you wash the sheets, they turn yellow. Okay, with that, I'm going to bring on my colleague, Bill Quinn. Bill, thanks for joining us. Hey, Todd, how are you? And uh, Richard Jordan, who just won the vice chair for the GOP in the 6th District. Uh, Bill, I'm going to let you take this one. Okay, great. Hey, Richard. Good afternoon. Yes, Bill. I think we've got the technical difficulties worked out. That's great. Well, glad to hear it. So first, congratulations on a wonderful win, one of uh, quite a number uh, that we've learned of all across Georgia from coming out of the uh, district conventions. So tell us about the experience yesterday, please. Well, of course, we had our own experience there in the 6th District, and I've, I've been tabulating what's going on across the state. Looks like we did pretty well across the state, but first, let me share with you what, I guess, my perspective, my take on yesterday at the South Forsyth High School in Forsyth County. Of course, the 6th District is just north of Atlanta. We've got six counties, makes up part of Cobb County, uh, East Cherokee, North Fulton, and then um, uh, Forsyth, Dawson, and a small slither of Gwinnett County. So uh, it's probably the most affluent district in the state and uh, probably the safest uh, district. And, you know, we elected Rich McCormick here a year or so ago and are here just recently. And so he's, he's come in and uh, he was there personally. He addressed us uh, during one of the lengthy uh, inter intermissions. We Whoops. Maybe we didn't, maybe we didn't cure all the technical issues. So while, while Richard's probably uh, trying to reconnect, I'll, I'll share that there were about 315 delegates expected. I believe we ended up with about two, 296 uh, qualified delegates. There we go. Hey, Richard. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know why this, I keeps jumping off. I have full bars and everything. That's okay. Yeah. So it was uh, 298 was the full strength of the delegation. And uh, it seemed like it took the credentials um, committee forever to get that to us. It was well after lunch before we got the credentials committee report. And I might add, we did not have lunch served. So uh, I don't know if that was intentional or not, but we did go uh, somewhat to about 5 or 5.30 that, uh, yesterday. I think it was, yeah, about 5 o'clock when we got out. So we had to – some parties were uh, – I know Cherokee, we were ordering from uh, – uber dash uh, to get some food brought in but it was all in all it was a good time to be together as the sixth district uh, i saw a lot of old friends from cobb county i of course i'm from cobb originally and then i lived in uh, north fulton for three or four years and then in south forsyth county it's polo fields for several years so i i've lived in four of those six counties and so um you know, I felt like uh, just in talking with some of the key leaders within those counties that uh, the America First candidates uh, had had good chance of uh, taking the day. And we did sweep the 
in my opinion, we swept the uh, the sixth district, but especially for Cherokee County. Uh, Cherokee County had 27 delegates, uh, probably the smallest. Well, not the small. No, Gwinnett I think had 16. Uh, yeah, let me look right here. I think it was 16 for Gwinnett. Well, while uh, you're doing that, let me let me ask you. There were 23 rules written for this, um, you know, for this convention. And one of the things I heard, because I was in attendance uh, as well, was people were amazed at the depth that these rules had been created and everything from, you know, there was, you had no mic access, couldn't, unless the chairman gave it to you. Um, okay. okay, back to you, Richard. <laughs> yeah, I just, I'm sorry. I just keeps jumping out, but I'll keep signing. Sorry, up. we're live. We're on the fly. We can adapt. No problem. Uh, all okay. right. Thank you. So, uh, you know, Dawson, I think, had 17 delegates in Gwinnett. Maybe it was like, eight delegates. They just have a small slither, but uh, we were only 8% of the delegation. We had uh, 27 delegates. And so we felt good about Cherokee County. Uh, of course, you know, we, we, we did, um, we were able to open up. Uh, Bill, as you know, we were able to suspend one of the rules mm -hmm. eventually after we got a, uh, a ruling from the chair, a ru uh, actually a ruling from the parliamentarian that the chair was in error in not allowing us to uh, suspend the first uh, rule number one to allow us to bring uh, committee member candidates from the floor. So we were able to get over that hurdle, but uh, we had first election, of course, was to those executive committee members who were uncontested. And that was what was so disappointing to me is that we had I don't know if it was because of a lack of preparation for the convention, but no one knew who was applying for which positions at any point in time until the, the day before. And of course the cutoff had been, was about 10 days prior to the convention. Yeah. So it made it somewhat cumbersome, uh, not only with the nominating committee, but the rules committee. Uh, and we didn't have the agenda. And of course that's usually par for the course for the agenda yeah. to, well, one of, one of the things that a lot of people seemed to talk about was the fact that um, there was so much, I, I guess, hidden, maybe too strong a word, but but not talked about openly in the course of preparing for and then getting ready just in the last two days to, uh, to actually hold the convention. Um, lady sitting next to me said, oh, I, got, I wish I'd been able to see the resolutions. And, and the resolutions had, in fact, been um, sent out a day before but they were accessed through a single word link that wasn't really very, very well highlighted. So unless you looked very carefully, you didn't even know that you had the resolutions. So uh, that leadership who did that or did that behavior is gone now, right? They are, they are, they're moving on. They, um, the, many of the folks have other roles now in other committees, some may be disconnected entirely, but, but this is kind of the whole thing. You know, if you look at what's happened with Forsyth County, boy, the, the new board that came in a month ago, they are they're running Forsyth like a business all of a sudden. They have um, they've delegated authority to the various members of the committee. Um, they've already held um, a, a, an organizational meeting for the precinct chairs. Um, they're meeting every week. They're getting things done. It's completely unlike what Forsyth had experienced in the last two years. So it, it's magical, I guess, is one way to put it. It really is fascinating to watch. Welcome, welcome back again, 
Um, <laughs> Richard, go right ahead. Okay. Well, if, if I, I'll try to pick up where I left off, but uh, we did uh, did have a good election. Uh, Donna Watson was elected by a large majority to the chairmanship. Now she was, uh, you know, she and Jerry both were uh, voted on at the GRA uh, uh, endorsement convention we had last Saturday. Uh, neither one got two thirds. <laughs> oh goodness. Why don't we just have him uh, give the agenda of what he wants to do, and we'll go from there. Since we're running out of time for yeah, for, that's uh, fine. Maybe we can maybe we can bring him on again next week when, when he comes back on again. Yeah. The um, the other observation quickly was they seem to be doing a really good job with the actual elections, with one exception. They they did everything in front of the uh, in front of the attendees, the delegates. Right up at the front of the room, everything, you know, here's here's how we're going to do it. Here's the tickets. Here's boxes. We're going to be sitting right here. You put your ticket in where you choose. Come up calmly. Just file through. It was done. Vote was done in probably 10, 15 minutes. And then they pick the boxes up and go in a back room. And I mean, it, it with every passing minute, it got more and more strange until they actually um, had people that were trying to watch the proceedings in those rooms from the windows. Um, and had them escorted away, which was just astounding. It's it's smacked of, uh, many people said it's smacked of uh, the experiences in Philadelphia and uh, Detroit back in 2020. That's just unacceptable. I'm glad these people are out of out yeah. of power. Richard, why don't, you, why don't you tell us the plans and the agenda going forward quickly while we get you? Yes. Okay. Yeah. With the agenda going forward, well, basically we had, uh, you know, Donna Watson did win with a large majority. And then they put the... Um, all of the contested uh, district and state uh, committee member open positions. Uh, they presented the nominating committee's report. There were three open positions in the district that no one applied for. So uh, that threw it open to a lot of discussion. And as I mentioned, Chris D uh, from Cobb County with the GRA, he brought it up. He, he was able to get the, uh, uh, rule one suspended. So we were able to bring that from the floor, but it happened real fast. Of course. <laughs> I think we'll have to have Richard on again um, I, later. I, I think so. So, All right, so, so net net there's a uh, Georgia record has an article that talks a little bit more um, experience across many of the districts uh, was very similar. The, the sense from folks is that people are, they're willing to look at something brand new. And when it comes to America First candidates, they're all about them. So yeah. uh, I think we'll see more of that as we go forward. Bill, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. You bet. Thank you, Todd. We'll see you in a minute when we talk to Greg Phillips. Okay. On tape. <laughs> okay. So uh, sorry for the technical difficulties there. Before we move to our next guest, Rhonda Thomas, we want to uh, just highlight real quick one of our sponsors. If you're uh, interested in protected or trusted capital uh, in investing and dual use technologies that have military and civilian focus, and also that focus mission focus investing on uh, really developing technologies for our military that can be used in civilian life, go to stonylonesomegroupllc.com and they will uh, enlighten you. So please contact them, ask them what they're doing. StonyLonesomeGroupLLC.com, which is a investment group uh, that focuses on trusted capital, which is important with Chinese 
um, in, you know, investments in all of our military technologies and also dual use technologies and mission focused investing. So Stony Lonesome Group, LLC.com. I'm going to bring on Rhonda Thomas now. Hi, Rhonda, are you there? I am here. How are you? Thank you for coming on. Uh, you have a new group, so I want to say this right. You're the Fulton County Executive Director for Citizens Defending Freedom. Yes. Am I correct? I got um, it right. That's correct. Okay. That's correct. So uh, tell us about what you want the public to know about your new organization. Uh Citizens Defending Freedom is really based on the Matthew 18 process. Mm -hmm. So if a breach has been uh, caused by someone, then we actually go to that person and try to resolve it. If that does mm -hmm. not work, then the great thing about Citizens Defending Freedom is we have media. If that doesn't work, we have legal. Mm -hmm. So we have a process that we follow uh, in order to resolve uh, any breaches toward our freedoms, our Bill of Rights, our Constitution is really based on trying to, as like everyone is doing, restore our country. So it's based locally. It's um, counties, uh, local light, local action, right? So everything is about the counties. Uh, we have actually identified 100 counties across the U.S. that we feel like are the ones that are actually being... Um, infused with dark money, with Soros, different mm -hmm. organizations that if we can just get into those counties that we might be able to make a difference in turning our country around with election integrity, education, uh, faith and freedom and uh, financial accountability. Those are our pillars. So, so this a, a national effort you're putting it's a national organization. Okay. Yes. Well, yeah. There's obviously we've we're you know we're involved in different states nationally, and you see the mm -hmm. same playbook, whether it's from the school boards on up to yeah. the state legislature, where you know the same things happening over and over again. It's obviously coordinated. Um, so you're trying to go after that and provide a way to get accountability. Is that correct? That is correct. And we don't want to be in every county across the nation. They did strategic uh, intel and identified 100 counties throughout the U.S. that they believe is uh, are the ones to really focus on. So what do you need people to do to get involved? We need them to reach out. They can reach out to me um, at I'll give them my email, rthomas at ccdfusa.com. They can go to our website citizensdefendingfreedom.com mm -hmm. and just subscribe and um, we'll reach out to them and get them involved. So we need people that have a calling to any of these areas that's already working in them or would like to get more involved to mm -hmm. come alongside. And uh, tell us about your priorities uh, going forward. Our priorities are all four. We are involved in election integrity uh, I will tell you that one of the things, a case that we have going right now is in Nueces County, mm -hmm. and there are five DAs there that they have identified that um, possibly is taking Soros money. So we actually have a lawsuit against the one in Nueces County, and it's going mm -hmm. to trial. So the, that right now is a focus. We really want to build our faith uh, pillar. Mm -hmm. So we're looking for someone in Fulton County, if they're interested in coming alongside us, that uh, has a heart to go into the churches and um, work with them on, you know, being a liaison uh, between the church and what we can do to help. Uh, also, biblical citizenship um, 
through the Patriot Academy. The other thing is, uh, of course, election integrity, anyone involved in that that would like to join us. And education, which was a perfect for, fit for me because that's what we do. So um, working with boards, school boards, research is huge. Anyone interested in research hmm. so and speaking. That's that's something somebody could do in their own living room research, yeah, right? Absolutely. There are a lot of things that people could do from home and we would love to even hear from them. So there really isn't anyone that can't get involved. We're not about replacing other groups. We just have a few areas that I think there was a kind of a hole and that's the legal mm -hmm. and the media. So mm -hmm. having access to those and not only that, we have Intel. So those three areas really help build uh, the strength of our organization. What about truth and education? Anything you want to get out for that group? Yes. Truth and education is still uh, out there standing up for the parents. It's grassroots. Mm -hmm. It's volunteer. We're a 501c3. We would love your support. If you can't support us uh, out on the, you know, being part of that grassroots movement, again, there's things you can do from your home. Uh, and we would love that research again, that's part of citizens defending freedom. And so what we're doing already is just blending right in with citizens defending freedom. So, um, so give us that website one more time for the, the new group, uh, citizens defending freedom.com and, and contact you there, I assume. Yes. Or truth education.org. Either one. Oh, Rhonda, thank you. I appreciate you coming on. Thank you. All right. Take care. Bye. So uh, now for the uh, high point of our show, uh, we sat down with Greg Phillips recently and uh, Bill and I and discussed the recent happenings where his the charges against him and Catherine were dismissed and his effort to hold the people that did this to him and Catherine accountable and also uh, accountable for what they're doing for, to our country in working with the Chinese Communist Party to destroy our elections. Uh, one more plug for our NOAB subscriptions. We need your help. I'm being blunt. We need more of you to come on. We need we need traffic. We need people to come to our site, georgiarecord.com, cdm.press, and all of their websites. Make it a part of your daily scan. We really need your support. I'm asking you to get involved, even if it's just scanning our sites a few times a day, or if you can get one of our NOAD subscriptions, it's 10 bucks a month. Uh, and help support us to stay on the air. We're funding reporters literally all over the world. We are a new global news service. With that, here's our interview with Greg Phillips. So we had the uh, the pleasure of speaking with Greg Phillips uh, today, uh, earlier in the day, actually, from the Georgia show. And he's going to discuss some issues which happened during the week. Bill, I'm going to let you run with it. Okay, that sounds great. So, Greg, congratulations on... Uh the dismissal of the uh, Connick case that uh, they've had against you. That was wonderful to see. Um, yeah, thanks so much, guys. Appreciate y'all. Thanks for having me, too. Observations maybe about what, what drove it and maybe what drove it at this time, if you can share. Yeah, I think there were a, a number of things happening. Um, first of all, uh, we took all of uh, all of the data that we had gathered and uh, some video that folks hadn't quite seen and uh, put it all into a new website that we have called Open Inc. Open dot mm -hmm. and um, within 24 hours uh, they were uh, asking for a um, asking if we would agree to a settlement um, or a dismissal um, uh, in the form of settlement. 
And um, after some, you know, lawyer working around 24 hours after that, we had it done. So certainly the, the publishing of all that information into Open Inc. was part of this. The second piece of this is they had discovery due next week. Um, our lawyers had done a, an incredible job, a, an exhaustive job of putting together uh, what we wanted to see in discovery. And frankly, we at no time ever believed that they would be able to withstand discovery um, and would ultimately pull out. So it wasn't a total surprise, but you know, the, the timing with Open Inc., I think uh, um, we may have uh, applied a little more pressure than they were expecting and, and pushed that out. Yeah. Um, and then the, the uh, third thing that's happening is um, the, the data that was gathered during the raid of the Conic offices by the Los Angeles County um, uh, DA and uh, law enforcement in Michigan um, gathered hundreds of terabytes of data um, so they've been trying to figure out how do they review all of that data. LA has some pretty significant, um, or excuse me, California has some pretty significant laws relative to the review of that data before you can actually bring charges on the data. And so um, they've been skittering around trying to figure out how they're going to deal with all of that. Um, and I, I work. This is grapevine stuff. There's, you know, not breaking any news here, but um they've kicked this can down the road now since january january the 8th i think mm -hmm. um, but it appears they're bringing it to a head and um frankly based on what we understand is in that that uh, evidence locker there's no possible way that connor could get out of this and then the final piece is i hate to be so wordy about it but uh, uh, since you asked um the final yeah. piece of this is there was no evidence this entire claim was based on um an allegation that we had hacked their US-based servers. In other words, obtained illegal access to their computers in the United States. That yeah. was false. And so the very premise of their argument was false in that it alleged a crime uh, that did not occur. And so they were saying, okay, you committed this crime and then you defamed us with all the information that you found. Well, they, they themselves have said there was, there was, no, there was no hacking. Um, Anyway, it's just a mess, and and uh, we're happy that there's some justice uh, out there, and that this thing's been dismissed. Um, but but uh, there's there's some you know atonement to be had here. There's some there's some hell to be paid for uh, having put us in jail and and done the things that they've done to us. They cost us nearly a million dollars in legal fees, and um, and uh, you know, as they say in in uh, in TV land, paybacks are hell. Yeah. Let me ask you this, Greg, real quick. I mean, obviously, we're pleased that that has resolved for your situation. But how do we take this more to a national level? We're involved in multiple states nationwide. You know, mm -hmm. in Florida, they have this election integrity law they're trying to pass, which prevents right. transparency into the, uh, the data from the machines, the EL52 reports, whatever, where they've found, you know, 20% in some counties blank votes, which are obviously not true. So how, how do we bring the evidence that you are putting out and apply pressure to legislatures such in Florida and, and, and elsewhere? Well, we're going to go yeah. after them. Um, and we're going to go after every mm -hmm. single jurisdiction that that uh, has Connick involved. I think Florida mm -hmm. has five or six counties that uh, mm -hmm. Connick operates in. Mm -hmm. And um, we're not just going to be aggressive, but we're going to be um, uh, focused and um, and target our aggression at these counties that that chose to re keep Connick in place um, in part because Connick had lied to them 
Um, now that we have an affidavit from um, from a former employee who says that they re they required that he lie to the counties, um, we're going to take all of the data that we have. We're going to take all of the the affidavits we've received from Australia from from um, these conic employees, uh, all of the data that we gathered during our research, and we're going to go to these counties and we're just going to let them, you know, either stand up or shut up, right? I mean, it's, do you, it's do you know how many counties in Georgia are involved? I think just a cab in Georgia were invo was involved. And uh, so we need to apply pressure there. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. you, you can look back into the news, uh, Bill, you may remember this, that when, when this whole thing came up last fall, um, Conic lied to them, and then they lied to the public. So right. DeCab DeCab needs to come out and, and make this thing right. That's right. This was a, every single thing that Conic said was a lie. We have affidavits, we have proof, and um, and it's time for these these counties that have gotten away with these you know these BS lies just to to pay the piper. Well, it, it is inexplicable why with as much public feedback as DeCab got, and I was I was privy to a lot of it, that they decided to just plow forward. And, you know, the, the um, one of the explanations they used is, oh, well, it's safe. It, it's on a, uh, you know, it's on a Microsoft server that we control. And it's like, wait a minute, where is it? Oh, it's in the cloud. You know, oh, my goodness, you control the cloud, do you? So, yeah, and 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 I would say they made even a bigger bigger mistake in DeCab because what they did was they brought the firmware out of the cloud and and left it in or connected it into the DeCab databases. So it would be something like, okay, okay so you're committing a crime, so we're going to take the 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 criminal activity that's occurring inside of your system and put it into ours, and everybody thinks that's a good idea. I mean, this is <laughs> this is dumb. I mean, it's like. It purpose ingesting malware. Yeah, it's remarkable. So, um, part one of the things you mentioned it earlier. You know, they claimed that you were defaming them, but but wasn't it interesting if we if if folks were watching this carefully enough, the very charges they brought against Eugene Yu were the things that they were claiming were false. Oh no, we didn't do this. We didn't do that. And yet the charges from LA indicated, hey, we've got evidence that shows you did all of this stuff. It was just yeah, it's a, as I said, I mean, all of the data that they collected, LA County collected when they went to the Conic offices is in a lockbox in Los Angeles County. Everything that's in there, not just, not just corroborates our, you know, what we found, uh, but they learned a lot more. For instance, there's a there's a really interesting little tidbit here. When this went to court the first time, when they arrested Eugene Yu and there was a court hearing, mm -hmm. one of the people that they noted in the court hearing, um, guys, the name slipped my mind, but uh, their project manager, that's what they called him. He mm -hmm. was also um, a um, he was also listed on other documents as the Conic CTO. Well, this guy lives in Barcelona, Spain. He worked for CIDL. And all of a sudden, he's showing up as the Los Angeles County director. And then when when everything blew up, he's on Ding Talk 
telling everybody, hey, guys, I have, you know, covering his butt because they had it all, it was all camera up. So they were watching this, this raid unfold and he's writing things into Ding Talk to clear, to clear his own name or into Jira saying, hey, I've been looking at this and, you know, having all of this uh, data in China and China, Chinese programmers having uh, passwordless access into into all this um, space with all this PII in it is is a bad idea. And so <laughs> this is the Conant project manager slash TTO, CTO who lives in Spain, used to work for CIDL, and is guiding data back and forth between the United States and China. And then when he gets busted, he starts complaining about it. Does this what? verify any of this stuff that like McInerney and others were putting out three years ago? Do we don't know because yeah, it's a good, it's a good question. Um, uh -huh. we, we think there we think there are definite connections. Um, for instance, um, there's there's evidence that Seidel and and Connick had some sort of a a no password handshake uh, underneath the covers to hand data back and forth. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know much about that, um, and we were just getting mm -hmm. into it trying to figure it all out when we went to jail. Mm -hmm. But um, but but if you think about you know so why is a, a spanish company you know gathering data from a company whose servers are in china and why are they handing data back and forth and because Seidel actually counts this you know creates the counts mm -hmm. um that that answer, asks a lot of questions and then there was that thing in wisconsin todd you may you may remember here a while back or mm -hmm. bill i'm not sure which one of you guys covered it um where where they uncovered that all of this data seem to be leaking out to to other entities through some sort of a rotating proxy and and as you really put all those pieces together and think about them they don't they don't maybe mean a lot individually like you know Seidel, you know that i i don't you know we know what we know about them but you know mm -hmm. why would they need a hand why would they need a, a passwordless api with with uh conic you know I, there's just yeah. a lot of questions it's funny it's interesting it, it, yeah, as you go through all these different issues, isn't it funny how the same names, the same companies keep bubbling up with relationships to new things that are found? It, it, we've seen it here in Georgia um, just recently um, with, you know, connections between, you know, uh, public officials and some companies that seem to have some interesting directions and so forth. It, it's same names again. Um, Greg, let me ask before you move on, are you worried about the information that they have in LA being uh, destroyed or I mean California is obviously yeah. part, of the part of the matrix yeah it's a good question mm -hmm. yeah I am actually there mm -hmm. that's one thing that that was sort of attached to our case that that we think ultimately maybe they were most worried about and that mm -hmm. was a a um, an order to preserve from our court to to LA Mm -hmm. um in fact uh, one of the things that la county said was well we don't have enough money to get mirrors of all of these um all of these servers and so um so we said we did it we'll, we'll pay for it, it was, i mm -hmm. think i think they were saying it's gonna be two hundred thousand dollars or something crazy mm -hmm. and we found somebody in houston that would do it for eight grand and and uh and sure enough the court gave us the preservation order mm -hmm. um 
I think what you're going to see, Todd, is you're going to see some other jurisdictions, obviously not to cab, uh, but you're going to see some other jurisdictions that have concerns about this or possibly even some other secretaries of state or attorneys general in places like maybe Texas or Florida or somewhere else that that really do have a um, you know, maybe a little bit, a little bit of a stick because this, the, the company was operating there. Um, but these states need to understand what's happened to them. They need to understand that, that this isn't just, you know, poll worker data, um, in places like Pennsylvania, there were direct attachments to the entire state's voter file, 8 million records. And, and, and you, you know, and you start thinking about, okay, well, that's, that's not, Bad. Well, maybe it is. And why is Seidel attached to that? And why is uh, why are programmers in China working on it? And why are the servers in China? And why is our data in China at all? Yeah. And there's just a lot of questions that still need to be answered here. But but I suspect in, in maybe somewhere like Johnson County, Kansas, or mm-hmm. or maybe Florida, or maybe somewhere in Texas, or something like that, you're going to see somebody come out and say, you know what, that preservation order they had was really important. It's already written. Let's let's find some judge that lets us take a look at this stuff too. This yeah. is important. You know, the fact sure. of the matter is, this should be the United States government doing this. This should be yes. the Department of Justice. This mm-hmm. should be the Department of Justice doing this. But it's not going to happen. Our view, our our view of it is. They had their chance, right? I mean, we are, we are the United States, and states have rights. And you yeah. know, if they're not going to do it, yeah, we'll do it. Indeed, you know? yeah. When when um, when the L.A. County investigators and law enforcement showed up at Eugene U's office, I understand that there were two FBI cards, uh, business cards, on his desk. And um, you know, one of the things that we were asking for was to have those two those two agents deposed. Sure. Um, you know, yeah. I I know who I worked with. Uh, during it, um, during the uh, counterintelligence op that was run after after we turned all that data over to the FBI, I, kn- I knew who I was talking to. Um, I'm yeah. kind of curious: are those two business cards that were on that desk um, were those the same guys? Are they different guys? Was there another op going on? Was the op on mm-hmm. against us? Was it against Eugene U? Who's calling on who about what? But the fact of the matter is, we went to jail, and not one of them stood up. The FBI yep. was advised what was happening and they, they chose, they said, I think they told uh, the court that they had no interest in this case. So cool. So they have no interest in it and neither do we. Yeah. It's funny throughout all these months with uh, all the, all the pitsters doing research and again and again, some finding connections and so forth, they didn't stand up and say anything about it. It was bizarre. You know, you yeah, think, really think, well, wait a minute, we're not, you know, we're not doing the stuff that seems to be. Yeah, Bill, um, we took all we took all of that data uh, from all of those researchers, and that's what we posted in Open Open Inc. Open Inc. It's a it's basically yeah. a transparency site that we built because we need to be able to put all this data somewhere. Um, yeah. You know, Google's not going to Google's not going to keep it. You know, Bing's yeah. not going to keep it, or Microsoft's not going to keep it. So we need somewhere to to house all this stuff. So we we brought it in. We built a and this amazing AI driven search engine. A um, little bit like the way Google does it, except we didn't exclude data. Um, and uh, now you can go in and search on all this stuff. We're creating these special collections of which Conic was the first, and we've got a lot more to come. So, so uh, if they think that that we're going away, or that all of this data is going away, or that we're going to stop looking at things on the border, or the Darien Gap, or or yeah. what what happened to the J six guys, or or vaccines, or anything else, you can expect to see all of that show up in Open Dotting. Wow. You know what's what's interesting is that um, they've become irrelevant. 
I mean, you know, we got off all the communist networks several years ago because we were forced off, but I, I, we don't miss them. I mean, these people are destroying their own business model. So there's so much opportunity mm -hmm. for, you know, uh, America first uh, entrepreneurs to come in and, and just take their business. Yeah. That's in exactly right. Yeah, that's exactly right. And, you know, mm -hmm. shows like yours, I mean, mm -hmm. these shows are becoming more and more and more important. And the, re the reason is they are the place where folks are able to get information, right? So if, mm -hmm. if a researcher goes to Open Inc. and finds a whole bunch of cool information, writes a substack about it, that's one thing. But but as the prevalence of shows like yours, and and we've had some success on, on Patriot Games and mm -hmm. other shows that were on, I was on Bannon the other day, and somebody mm -hmm. told me that my little 10-minute segment had a quarter of a million views. Yeah, These, no, these shows are the future yes. of mm -hmm. all of this. So we'll we'll post the uh, the link to opening, but it sounds like there's a, a lot there now uh, regarding Conic, but a lot more to come. Yeah. So yeah, we've got I think we've got about 10 terabytes loaded up, but, but we'll be at a petabyte before you even know it. Oh, uh, we're going to post a bunch of the video from 2020, 2022 up there. Um, it's going to be it's going to be a place for us to um, Let's just call it a pressure valve, right? We've got some things that we need to share. Yeah, the were putting some pressure on you when you first tried to stand it up, weren't they? They were, uh, they were yeah, doing everything they could to keep yeah. that from public view. Well, CDM yeah, should we help had, you get that out. Um, yeah, we had it taken down uh, first time in August of 2021, or excuse me, August of 2022. Um, and we worked and we worked and we worked and tried to get this thing up and running. And, and, um, and just just every time we stood it up, they'd take it down. We put it out in beta in January and something like 10,000 attacks in three days. Um, and even since we re-released, hardened it up, re-released it here in the last uh, week or so, um, I, I, they were telling me we're getting like 10,000 attacks a week now. So, I mean, it's 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 nutty, but they're afraid of this, right? They're afraid yeah, sure. of the, the, you know, the, the white hot light of freedom. Is frightening to to those that that you know that want to uh, obfuscate and and lie and steal our our uh, you know basic liberties and freedoms in this country and you know we're just not going to have it. I have, I have one last question for you, Greg. Uh, there's been a lot of people that have stood up and and had some courage like you and faced the the fire and went through the trials. Talk to us about your spiritual uh, I guess revelations during that period. I mean, a lot many people are saying it really hardened me and it was the most spiritual time in my life. Yeah, it was for me too. And mm -hmm. and uh, I went to I went and did the Camino de Santiago in Spain. I was diagnosed mm -hmm. with cancer in 2019. And rather than go the traditional path, I decided I was going to go walk 500 miles and, mm -hmm. and really renewed my faith um, in all of it. Came back, uh, COVID was going on. I was in, you know, going through, I'm like, you know, the drugs and radiation and surgery and all that nonsense during 2020. Um, and then all of this stuff launched. So it's been basically nonstop since I got cancer in, in, in the summer of 2019. Mm -hmm. I can say that that the, from that time forward and, and just that experience on the Camino really, really um, helped me um, harden my own faith and to, mm -hmm. to be, be absolutely certain that, you know, that, that I always recognize that the only, only way uh, is through the cross. And, mm -hmm. and um, as, as all of these crazy things have unfolded um, and whether, you know, crazy, you know, movies and, and all of this stuff with Connick and, you know, attacks that we're constantly under, 
um, and then even going into jail. I mean, the, mm-hmm. the one solid thing that has always been there, always is there for me every single day. Um, I use the, uh, the Bible app. Um, mm-hmm. you know, everybody uses different things, but I've been on this thing for almost four years straight now. And, and uh, I'm there every single day. I'm reading, mm-hmm. I'm studying, I'm refreshing my own, my own uh, faith in God. Uh, even while I was in jail, I spent uh, pretty much the entire time reading and rereading and rereading the different relevant books. Books. I read Daniel, you know, about the being thrown into the lion's den and mm-hmm. and uh, God's angels come in to seal the mouths of the lions so that so that uh, Daniel would survive it. Mm-hmm. And and, um, you know, there, there's so many parallels these days between, you know, the books of, of the Bible, both Old and New Testament and mm-hmm. what's going on with us right now. And, um, and so I encourage people every single day. I've started doing this, um, inviting people into these, uh, um, into these Bible studies or Bible plans um, that, that that are in that app. Um, and Catherine and I have just decided that, that this is an important part of our day. So we begin mm-hmm. every single day, all the things that we do with prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, we're reading, we're studying, we're understanding. The people we're surrounding ourselves with are are are, are God fearing and fair and, um, and and strong believers, and and it's making all of the difference in all of the things we do because we always have that to go back on. So we start each day and we end each day with these the, the prayers. We do devotionals together. We bring our friends, uh, colleagues, um, just people on social media into these devotionals with us. And and Todd, I, I can't. I'm not even sure where we would be. For me, yeah. it's it's wholly sustaining, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, just to know that there are. I'm in jail on some random, you know, charge, and but yet there are thousands of people praying for us. When we were in there, the last day we were in there before a few minutes before we actually received the order from the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals to release us. Um, there's a state rep in Texas named Steve Toth. Um, Steve came in to see us and said, hey, I'm here because there's hundreds of people outside praying for y'all in a prayer vigil. And I just wanted you to know that that was happening. Mm-hmm. A few minutes later, he walked outside. It starts pouring rain. And there's a video of this somewhere. I'll try to find it and send it to you. Um, but these got folks are out there singing. Folks are out there praying. And there was mm-hmm. this massive clap of thunder. And they just kept they just kept praying through it and singing through it. it gives me chills even thinking mm-hmm. about it. We heard the clap of thunder. I mean, as we were walking mm-hmm. out of the back to ourselves um, and just to know what was happening out there and that these people just stayed out there during a driving rainstorm, the thunder, lightning, everything. They just stayed out there and prayed for us. I mean, that, that's, that's mm-hmm. uh, sustaining is the only word that really comes to mind, but it's just, it was such a beautiful thing. And, and, um, and we think about it and talk about it almost every day that that, you know, so many people stepped up um, into that 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 void, I guess, that was left between um, what I consider to be judicial misconduct and us being thrown in jail. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people were just begging for something. They get out there, pray. They get out there and stand in a thunderstorm, sing and pray. Five minutes later, the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals issues an immediate order for our release. Wow. And, pe- and, people don't, and people don't think that's real? Come on. Man. Wow. Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, Greg. I appreciate you. Bill, do you have anything else? No, that's good. Thank you so much, Greg, for making time for us. Well, I'm sure there'll be other opportunities as we go forward, and, and we hope the, the success continues. I bet it. I bet it will for all the reasons you just listed. Yeah, Todd, Bill, I appreciate y'all for having me so much. All right, take care. 
Thank you for coming to uh, watch us today on the Georgia 2024 show. Please support our sponsors. Uh, we, we need help. Please put us in your daily scan on your media um, analysis daily, cdm.press and georgiarecord.com. And uh, we'll be back next week. So with that, thank you very much.